0: I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, wellprinters, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellprunner Online Podcast. I'm really happy that you're here. This week I'm talking to Melanie Cobb from Journey to Wildness and Melanie is a little bit different too. You know I like to really keep a variety of different guests on the podcast so primarily I like to interview really successful established health and wellness entrepreneurs but from time to time I also like to feature people that are just getting started but that are getting amazing results because I know a lot of you out there are really just starting your businesses. Maybe you're still studying in the health and wellness field or you're just really trying to get your business going. And it is nice to hear from people that are starting from where we are and just a few steps ahead and really getting great results. I think it's really motivating to see people at at different levels in their business. So Melanie is one of those people that's a bit earlier on her journey that we'll be talking to today. Actually, Melanie isn't involved in health so much, but she is a life transformation coach. She calls herself a writer, life transformation coach, and professional wild woman. And why I wanted to talk to Melanie is because in less than 10 months, Since she's launched her coaching business, she has 10 paying clients and what's amazing, over 7,000 Twitter followers that she's gotten in just 10 months. And so today in this conversation with Melanie, we're going to be really practical and talk about how she got started coaching, how she found her first clients, and how she's grown 7,000 Twitter followers because she has some really specific, consistent strategies that she's using to grow those followers and engage with them. We also talk about Melanie hiring her first virtual assistant and a lot of really down-to-earth advice about how to be authentic online. I even make the comment during the interview that I just felt our conversation was really grounded and really real. So this isn't like a sales conversation at all. It's really just Melanie sharing her journey and what's been working for her. We're talking about authenticity and overcoming fears around pricing and charging for your work and, and how to get your first clients. So if you are just starting out in your business, I think you'll really find this interview valuable. But before that, I just want to give you a heads up that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be announcing my new live program to help you find your fans online, find your followers, and especially your first 100 followers, just to give you a little teaser of what's coming. And so if you want to hear about this program, it'd be great if you jump on my email list, because that's where I'll be announcing it first. So just go to wellprunneronline.com. And you could sign up for my free blogging challenge to jump onto my email list. And the last thing is I've been getting lots of emails. I am a bit overloaded by email, if I'm honest. And people are asking me specific questions about their businesses and and what to do online to start to get more traffic. So here's the thing. I'm not going to answer those over email. If you want to ask me a question, I'd love to hear it. But tweet me. So following on from Melanie's great success on Twitter, I'd like to engage a bit more on Twitter with you, actually. So if you have a question, just tweet me at at vintage. Amanda, and you can also get that link right through my website, but vintage Amanda, ask me whatever you want about your business and we can have a little conversation about it. I just love to talk to you that way. Okay. And finally, before we jump in two more shout outs for people that have been leaving iTunes reviews, we've got a review from Greenwise that says the podcast have so much common sense and practical advice. So thank you very much. And then Lindy health coach says, fantastic series of podcasts for anyone in health and wellness especially relevant if you're just starting your own business amanda is such a talented interviewer well thank you lindy i love her open and engaging approach i have learned so much from the series highly recommend all of the interviews each fabulous in their own way Thank you so much, Lindy. That's awesome. If you haven't, I'd really appreciate if you subscribe in iTunes so that you get every single episode downloaded. And it would be awesome if you leave me a review. I'll give you a shout out right here on the podcast. Okay, so without further delay, let's jump into this real authentic, rounded conversation with Melanie Cobb, our life transformation coach and professional wild woman. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with me today. Um, I think my audience will be really excited to hear your story. Let me tell everybody a little bit about you before we dig into this. A writer, life transformation coach, and professional wild woman, which I just love. And I think specifically why I wanted to talk to you is because you actually only started doing your web-based coaching business 10 months ago, and you've got some amazing stats that we'll get into. And so that's really what I wanted to dig into today, because I, I know a lot of people listening to this are also just starting out online, and you've really found a way to find clients online and support yourself and build a thriving business in not of a great amount of time. So I'd love to talk to you about that. Cool. Great. I'm happy to share. So can you give us a little quick rundown of what your business is today?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I think what's interesting about my story is that it happened a little bit backwards. I think that it might have happened for a lot of people. I didn't really set out to have an online business. I just set out to have a blog as a place where I could process and share both my travels and just my own self-growth work because I feel like one of my skills is writing. So I figured, you know, why not make a space where I can share what's going on for me? And I really didn't think anyone was going to read it, but they did. And they loved it. And I was really surprised that so many strangers started reading my blog. And what was interesting is they started writing to me for advice which was something I never really publicized. I was just on blogspot.com for a while. You know, I didn't even have my own domain until this year. And they would write to me like, I want to take this trip or I'm working on this issue that I've heard you write about in your life and what do you think? And so I wrote to them and you know, the more I wrote back, I realized I actually have something to contribute here. And I see this over and over, not only with myself, but with my clients, but it's very easy to undervalue our own expertise. And so I had sort of been walking around assuming everyone knew what I knew But the more I started to share it, I thought, this is kind of unique, actually, I have something to say. And and then so upon finishing my master's degree in transformative leadership, it dawned on me that I might actually be able to make a little bit of money on the side with this guidance that I was providing for people. So I hired a web designer, decided to get onto my own domain and continue blogging. But I thought, why not just add a coaching page to the site? Maybe somebody will look at it again assuming nobody was going to look at it, but they did and they started hiring me and believing in me and I was shaking in my boots like, "Oh, they're going to find out that I don't really know what I'm doing." <laughs> but, you know, the more I did it, I just kept getting that same sense of confirmation like, "No, this is my area. This is my thing. I'm I'm good at this. I should keep doing this." And that's how I got started.
0: So, you've been blogging before, but you really just turned into a business earlier this year?
1: Yeah, I've been blogging since I went backpacking through Europe like six years ago.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah the first thing that jumped out at me and and then we can dig a bit more into your story is you've got 7,000 Twitter followers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. So actually one of the best things I did was hiring the web designer. I think it's the first time I really involved someone else in my process. That's definitely something I would give a piece of advice I would give to other health and wellness life coaches online is it's really easy to get stuck in your own world thinking that you have to do it all by yourself. But every time I open up my process to someone else, hire someone else, or even just ask for help, it the results are exponentially better. So I found this guy online and he was a fellow blogger and a traveler, and I just liked the vibe on his site, and I saw that he was a designer. I liked the look of his website too. So contacted him. He called himself a blog coach too, which I thought was interesting. Mm. And so it really kind of working with him was my jump off point. I hired him to do what I thought That was just make my site look a lot prettier. But he ended up asking me really good questions about, you know, who I am and what are you trying to present to the world? And we need to make sure that your brand is consistent. And then he started giving me all this other advice about how he got followers. And he was the one that pointed me towards Twitter. I wasn't even on Twitter at that point. And I kind of rolled my eyes like, oh, that's the last thing I need, one more social media site to Mm -hmm. deal with. And he said, no, I think you'll be really glad you did. I get a lot of followers from Twitter. So I took his advice and I pretty much I just spent a lot of time building the following because I go to the sites of other people that I admire, other influential people in my field, authors, coaches, speakers, change makers, stuff like that. And I look at their follower lists and I don't ever just sit and blindly click, you know, follow, 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 follow. I really, I look at their list and I look for people that look interesting to me and I follow them. And if they look really interesting to me, I'll send them a personal message and just say, you know, Hey, I love the work you're doing. And Mm -hmm. so that's how I guess just following people that way, but the right kinds of people have gotten my account, a lot of activity and most of them follow me back.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's kind of a, it's not just you trying to post a lot that's gotten you followers. It's actually actively going out and following other people that are following some of influential people in your industry. Is that right?
1: Yes, it is. And I actually got kicked off of Twitter once for doing it the wrong way. So it's important not just to go in and like blindly follow big swaths of people and then unfollow them if they're not following you back because Twitter picks up on that behavior. Mm -hmm. They call it aggressive following and they'll kick you off. Good to know. (laughs) I felt so ashamed. I got the email one day and I was like, oh my God, it was like getting sent to the principal's office.
0: You're an aggressive follower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway, so that, which I think is actually a good rule. You know, I appreciate the clarity on that. So that's really what drove me to get a little more authentic and actually read the people's profiles and get into their work. So I do post a lot. I post several times a day and I've actually just hired a virtual assistant to take care of that for me. But she's posting only what I've pre-approved. I've kind of sent her lists. But I post a f- So there's a few things a day that my followers can count on me for. And I think that's important. So every morning I post my chosen mood for the day. Today's chosen mood. Like today, my mood is aware. And then I have a hashtag choose your mood. That's um, great. And you do that every day, every morning. God. Yeah. And again, my, my virtual assistant will be doing it from now on, but only with the ones that I've already pre-supplied her. And then every afternoon I do some sort of inspirational quote that's not from me. And then every evening I do today's gratitude and I hashtag gratitude and then I just list a few of the things. Now, that's the only one I'm going to keep. I'm not having my virtual assistant do that because I think it's a good practice for me Mm -hmm. in my own life to be focusing on what I'm going to say I'm grateful for at the end of the day. And then at least once a day, if not more, I will put one tweet that advertises either my coaching services or my free ebook or something that will get people to click through to my site.
0: Right. Okay. So you're posting, are you even posting on the weekends? Yeah, I am. All right. So this is really interesting because most of the people I've talked to so far on this podcast are really focusing on Facebook. And so why did you, I guess you just took the advice of your blog coach to go with Twitter instead of Facebook.
1: You know, I would love to hear from other people. Actually, I'm really excited to hear the rest of your podcast interviews too, because Facebook, I've had a hard time getting past the friends and family issue. Like I really Mm. just feel like, People that I, you know, went to elementary school with or that I met on my last travels, which are, of course, great supporters, but I'm really wanting to increase to people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I have a Facebook page. My Facebook followers are like under 300, much less than Twitter. And really, I use a Hootsuite. I yeah, know how to say that. yeah, Hootsuite. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That's been really a helpful tool for me because then I can post to Twitter and my Facebook page at the same time. And if it's appropriate, also to my LinkedIn profile.
0: Right. Well, I think it's really interesting because Facebook used to be, I mean, I really used to love Facebook a lot. But now, because their algorithms have changed or just because the way they're displaying your posts have changed, they're trying to encourage you to pay to promote your posts. So a lot of stuff that you put on your page, people don't see anymore. And I think that's one place where Twitter has a huge advantage, at least, you know, at the time we're recording this, is that they don't do all that kind of suppressing your tweets and only showing them to certain people. It's kind of a, a stream. It's a big benefit for Twitter, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's been really helpful. Plus, I think, and I I'll, I'll probably just keep returning to this as we talk, but authenticity is so important especially in the wellness business, you know, because we're not online selling furniture. We're online selling wellness and Mm. and life transformation and and inner peace and all of that. And so I think it's really important that we stay authentic. And so I need to keep my cup full. You know, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and practicing what I preach and being on Twitter and finding other people that inspire me helps me do that.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: write to them to only to promote my business I genuinely write to them to say awesome work I love what you're doing and sometimes to ask them questions because it's karma you know and then other people do that for me when they find my site like mm-hmm. that
0: mm-hmm. so have you done any sort of analysis about like what your audience likes the best on twitter or which what's the most popular the most popular kind of
1: tweets. You know, I'm not patient enough to do an actual (laughs) official analysis, but you know, just anecdotally what I've noticed is that the quotes are really popular because I try to choose quotes that are not the most common, but that are really in line with my message of living authentically, living from your wild center, a lot about travel and the choose your mood posts. People really seem to like other people have picked up the choose your mood hashtag and are Mm-hmm. posting it as well. I, I really
0: love that actually. It's three words, but it actually, and this is kind of off topic, but it really says a lot. Like you can choose your mood and to make it a conscious choice on how you're going to feel that day. I love that. I think it's it's really catchy. I Thanks.
1: Think. And you know, I can't take credit for that. I actually learned that practice um, in my grad program at the Maryland University of Integrative Health. Mm. we They taught us all kinds of practices that I end up using a lot in my life coaching practice. And that was one of them that really stuck with me.
0: So if somebody listening is, you know, just getting started on Twitter and wants to grow their audience and really start getting out there, what would you suggest for them? What would your advice Um, be?
1: Yeah, good question. I think I would say to the listeners, anytime you go out to do something where you're putting yourself in the public, make sure that you're standing on solid ground first. Because I feel like anytime, it's like the public can smell it. If I go out there (laughs) Only with the intention of getting as many followers as I can, getting people to my website, putting keywords in my posts that people will find. It, shoots, it it backfires on me. And I don't often get people because... And then I'll go back and read it and be like, yeah, that sounded kind of pitchy and kind of mm. salesperson-y. And then when I do the posts where I'm not really trying to get followers, but I'll do some sort of authentic blog post or some little tweet that's just genuinely how I'm feeling or what I'm struggling with in my life when I get vulnerable, then people are all over it. They just they love it. And I think that's a big chunk of my following are people that just appreciate um, my honesty and my vulnerability. Mm. Like I have it all figured out.
0: Right. And not being afraid to just inject like yourself personally into your updates, like really sharing about yourself, not being so like, this is my business.
1: Just really
0: being a person.
1: Exactly. I have this intuitive coach that I talk to sometimes Mm. and she has a line that I love. She says, you are the product. Invest in you. And so when I think of it that way, it's just I'm sharing myself on Twitter. You know, this is not some anonymous robotic site where we can, you know, all of our avatars can interact with each other. These are real people on the other side of here, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in their rooms in their kitchens, at coffee shops. And I want and I, I care about them. You know, I, I bow to them in compassion and I want to connect with them. And when I come from that place, it's like energetically, I don't know how the <laughs> Twitter runs mm-hmm. better. <laughs> But then, you know, the practical tips, I would say, are just to be on there often, posting and following other people. And hiring a virtual assistant has been really a good move for me because I was I ended up spending a little bit more time than I wanted to on Twitter and Facebook and lining up all my stuff on Hootsuite. And so I'm grateful to be able to outsource that. right
0: Yeah. Now. Talk about that a bit, because that's is this your first hire for your business? I'm kidding, I'm... It
1: is. Well, I mean, I had hired the web designer, but that was like one time thing. Although I do go back to him often for little design projects. He just made me a holiday gift certificate, buy one, get one free thing. And so I email him every now and then to just say, hey, can you do this for me? But my publicist, she is actually a publicist with a company called Authors Large and Small. And I met her and the vice president. I ended up sitting at the same table with them at this conference in San Francisco in October called the Writing for Change Conference. Mm -hmm. And I was there to learn. I'm working on a book right now. And so I was there learning about just the publishing industry and hoping to connect with some other authors that are interested in making change in the world. And and so I met Christina and Dante who work for Authors Large and Small at the table and started chatting with them. And and then she ended up contacting me first. She looked at my site and wrote to me and said she really liked what I was doing. And I said, Funny you should contact me. I'm thinking about you guys since the conference and I really think I need some help. So I talked to her and she's just kind of starting out. They're starting out as well. And that's actually a helpful tip I could share. I have had great success at working with other people that are new in their business.
0: They're kind of as invested in you as you are in them in a way.
1: Yeah. I feel so lucky when I find people that are kind of where I am in the beginning of their business because A, they're really excited. To help, you know, they're just in that stage of like, yeah, my business is everything. I'm so excited to put everything into it. So I'm happy to harness that energy that they have. Two, they usually are underselling themselves, so they're willing to be more flexible on their prices until mm-hmm. they go clientele. And, and three, I just think it's good karma because people believed in me in the beginning of my business, and that's what helped me grow.
0: Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah. Tell us about a bit more about this virtual assistant though. So how did you, can you tell us how you found, how you decided you needed one and then how you went about and found it?
1: Found yeah, him or her. So actually, sorry, I wasn't clear. So what happened was that my publicist ends up is ending up being my virtual assistant as well, which I think is kind of unusual. Oh, right. Okay. But what I did first, when I started out was I got to the hair pulling point. You know, I got to the point where I was like pulling out my hair. Wow, I'm spending so much time on this stuff. And that was when I realized I can't, I've actually reached the point where I can't do this by myself. I don't want to do this by myself. And so I started by just making a list of what is really sacred to me in my list of tasks. What do I want to keep doing? And then it ended up being the stuff like actually coaching my clients. I know a lot of coaches have a personal assistant that will do their appointments and things like that. I'm not there yet for right now. I really still like to be the one who's Setting up the appointments and communicating with clients. I want to be the one who's writing my blog posts and writing my newsletter content, stuff like that. But then I started listing out the stuff that probably somebody else could do with some clear instruction from me. And it was the, a lot of it was posting to social media, doing my following and unfollowing stuff on Twitter to continue growing my audience there. But then, you know, so that was all kind of in virtual assistant land, those tasks. But then I really want someone to help me get my name out there. I'd like to be doing more things like this, you know, interviews, mm-hmm. speaking gigs, seminars, conferences, workshops. I've got tons of ideas for how to grow. And I would just love you know, I thought I, I would just love if there was someone working for me behind the scenes while I'm sitting here doing my blog post. Somebody's out there looking for opportunities that they can come back and say, hey, there's this conference going on. Let's talk to them and see if maybe, you know, you can get up and do a little five minute speech or something. And so I, I wrote to Christina from the conference and, you know, said, I know you're a publicist and I I have all these things I need help with. Can we meet and then you can tell me, you know, what's in your wheelhouse and what's not? And um, in the meantime, I also advertised. I sent out to my newsletter followers that I'm looking to hire and I advertised on Twitter. Such a
0: good idea. So obvious. But you're right. Are we I mean, because reaching within your community, if you got somebody that already loved what you do, they'd be a brilliant assistant.
1: Exactly. And I really wanted someone because my message is about living authentically and you know living from your wild center and all that. I wanted someone who really resonated with that message. And I was so pleased. I had sent the news. I had scheduled the newsletter to be sent out in the morning and I slept in that day. And then when I woke up and checked my email, I had like 13 responses, all from people that were, I would love to work with you. Like, please pick me, like throwing themselves at me. And it was amazing. Yeah feeling. And so I wrote back to each of them individually and said, thank you so much for your interest. Um, You know, I'm still kind of honing in the job description. I'll be in touch when I know more. And then I met with Christina first and it turned out that she and Dante, the vice president in their little company, were willing to do all the virtual assistant stuff as well as part of the monthly fee that I was paying her. If she had said no, which I would have understood, then I was going to go back to the list of people that I had in my email and develop some interview questions and start mm-hmm. talking to them. But it turned out that I didn't need to. So I did write back to each of them and say thanks again. And I think I found someone I'll keep your name if, you know, if I have any opportunities in the future. Kind of. Thing. Yeah, that's such a great
0: idea, though, because I think, uh, you know, Immediately, if we think about hiring someone, we think, oh, do I, you know, am I going to get a virtual assistant? Do I need to go on Elance or Odesk or like outsource someplace? And actually, if you've got a little bit of an audience and you've only got a few hundred people on your email list. Yeah. And even with that, you got great response.
1: Yeah. It was good. And one of them was my client, actually. Well, no, I had two clients and I wasn't sure how that would work. I've heard mixed, mixed advice about doing trades with your clients and that kind of thing. But I felt like both of them were young girls that I think were pretty internet savvy and I I would have trusted them to do virtual Mm -hmm. assistant posting and maybe for some trade you know
0: so that's a really good segue actually because I wanted to talk to you about finding clients through your website too because I know that's I mean obviously you know it's fun to have a website and build a following and and get an audience but ultimately that needs to translate into paying clients how has that worked for you in the past 10 months because you said you have 10 clients now that you've that you're working with online
1: I do, yeah. And I've had 15 altogether this year, but five of them have just sort of finished. You know, Hmm. people work with me for different amounts of time, although I'm working on changing that now, but that's jumping me down a little bit. So how do I find clients? I think the majority of them found me through my blog. I got some kind of message from them that said, you know, I've been reading your blog for so many months and I've gotten a lot out of it and either I just saw that you started offering coaching that was in the beginning or you know I noticed you I've been thinking about enlisting your coaching for a while I often get that people seem to need to think about it for several months and mm-hmm. not, thinking about this for a while and I think it's time you know I need I really could use some support with x is that the kind of thing you could help me with and then I write back and we set up a little phone consultation and work out all the details so a lot of them are blog readers I had one client come through Couchsurfing, actually, which is a travel website. Oh, right. Yeah. Really active on. I wasn't even thinking of that as a marketing site. I just have my website on my profile there so people can find out more about me. And one guy had clicked over to it and then hmm. saw my positive reviews on Couchsurfing just about me as a as a host or as a Couchsurfer when I'm traveling. and That compelled him to check out my site, which led him to see that I was a life coach and he was uh, thinking about getting a life coach. And so that's how that one happened. I've had three clients that have been referrals from current clients. I actually,
0: I like what you said before about how, you know, it might have been people that were following your blog for a long time, but they, it took them a while to decide that they were ready for coaching. And I think that's really important because at the time somebody comes across your website, They might like what you do, but they're not at that point where they're actually ready to make change or ready to buy. And so I think that's where it's really important to have something like an email list or Mm -hmm. in my opinion, it's an email list or something that you can drive them back to so that they can stay as a part of your community. Mm-hmm. So that then when they are ready to buy, you're there, because otherwise they just kind of wander off and then they forget about you.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I agree with that. Definitely.
0: Are you using your email list like that? Or Are you mainly keeping in touch with people through social media?
1: No, I send a newsletter out every two weeks, every other Wednesday, and it's very short. Well, it's very short for me because I could write very long. messages. <laughs> It's usually just a little hello message about this is what's been going on in my life lately. And then I link to the blog posts that I've written since the last newsletter. And then I usually give a practice of the week, like choose your mood might be one or upset is optional, take effective action or let it go. And then I write a little bit about how you might apply this practice to your life. And then I usually include a coaching, a client testimonial that I've collected ahead of time with their photo and a little blurb about from them about how our work together has helped them. And then I give a little kind of pitch at the end interested in working with me. I might be running a special at the time that I would advertise, or I might just say, this is how many openings I have right now and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that's my newsletter.
0: Linking back to something that you said earlier about the need for authenticity, especially, you know, in the health and wellness world, how mm-hmm. do you I know a lot of times the health coaches that I talk to they can feel quite uncomfortable, like making a pitch at the end or positioning mm-hmm. their services. So how do you do that with authenticity?
1: That is such a great question. And that's really something I've been thinking about lately. I think where I am with it is that I wanna believe that I'm coming from abundant resources. And I live in the truth that I have all the resources I need to take care of all of my needs. And so I can make the choice about whose services I believe in, everything from who do I trust to change my oil, to, you know, what company do I trust to buy milk from and everything in between. And so I'm not sure why health and wellness coaches have such a hard time including themselves in that. But we have a service to provide as well. And if I'm doing something that's genuinely helping someone in their life, I think it's totally fair to ask for monetary compensation for that. I would never try to ask for, I don't know, undervalue a service like a mechanic or a doctor, you know, or a chiropractor, anything like that. And so, I like to think of it as that I'm giving people the opportunity to tell the universe where their priorities are. Because I think when we put our money into a certain area, goodness follows that, and energy, for lack of a better word, follows that. And I learned that from one of my clients, actually. I had my clients are such great teachers. For me. I had a client who contacted me and said, you know, pretty much like, I'm the 1%. Um, I work on Wall Street and you know, I make this money and I'm really not happy with my life. And here's what I'm hoping you can help me with. And he was the first client that said, I am committed to this. I want to do this for at least three months. I want to pay for at least six sessions right now. Here's my credit card number. Let's get it on the <laughs> He, this man, I've, I've seen him for over six months now has completely changed his life. His relationships are better. His work satisfaction is better. He started pursuing all these other hobbies. He's meditating. He's, he's a different person than when I started talking with him. And I really think that I didn't, I'm not doing anything different with him than I'm doing with any other clients, but he came with a very clear, I am in this. I'm mm-hmm. committed and my yep. money. So I think when I kind of pander to like, well, what do you want to pay? Whatever you want to pay is fine. I'm letting people water down their priorities, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. I mean, I cannot agree more. I'm like jumping up and down here because when I first started out, I I would take on clients for free or like at a very discounted rate. And they would never get as good results as the clients that are paying full price. And I'm convinced it's just because they weren't as invested. You know, because and I was like, what? Is, like, what's happening? They're losing interest. But actually, then once I started charging real, like, grown-up prices for my services, people started getting great results. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you download something for free, a course for free on the internet, and then you kind of forget about it and never do it. But if you pay a lot of money, then you you'll go through and do the whole thing. So yeah, so that's yeah. that's really good. I think that makes a lot of sense. When health coaches are thinking about pricing their services, it's valuing their work and valuing what they're putting into the world, but also I mean it's helping your clients get the best out of it to take it seriously and, and like choosing clients that are serious about it.
1: Yeah. And there's there's something else that I'm not sure I'm quite clear how to articulate, but there's something about coming from the assumption that we are, that I'm not only creating abundance in my life, but that my clients are as well. And it, it really kind of rubs me the wrong way when I hear other coaches like, well, no, people can't afford me. And, you know, nobody's going to be able to afford that. And I want to say, you don't know what people can afford and don't assume that people are living in scarcity. You know, there's plenty of people living in abundance who are willing to commit that abundance to you. I've had clients on food stamps that are still allocating some of their resources to meeting with me.
0: Yeah. If it's priority for them to make change, then, then you pay for things that are priority. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're getting to the end of our time. I've really enjoyed this talk. It feels very grounding for me. So I hope everybody finds it that way too. Very authentic and grounding way to approach business development. But what's next for you? What kind of exciting projects are you working on right now?
1: Oh man, Um, so many. The the thing I'm really excited about, the thing that's kind of keeping me up at night in the best way possible is my new coaching packages. So, you know, now that I've been doing this for 10 months, I'm really starting to think, Okay, you know, now I've seen different clients make progress and what is it that really makes the lasting change and that helps them the most? And so I'm working on this six month coaching package that's going to be way more than just. Meeting every other week for six months, but it's going to include a session with one of the people on my resource list. So, either my intuitive coach or my food and body coach or my marriage and family therapist, or, you know, they get a free session with one of those people. They're going to get a free meditation CD with all the recordings of the meditations that we do in our time together, a whole bunch of worksheets that they're going to be able to work on, unlimited email support, daily check in accountability, that kind of stuff. I'm really mm. just everything that I've seen that that has made the biggest change for my clients into one six-month package. Mm -hmm. And I'm really going to focus on just selling that instead of the, well, you can pay for however many sessions you feel like meeting with me for. Mm -hmm. So I'm launching that January 1st. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like that's just going to help take people to a whole new level.
0: Yeah, because anyway, they don't really know how many sessions they need. It's really about this transformation, right, that you're taking them through. That's great.
1: And I am working on a book. I've been writing an ebook for a while called Quit That Freaking Job Already. Mm. The guidebook to Your Oh So Necessary Transitions.
0: <sighs> Man, I could have used that a couple years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm writing, writing the guidebook I wish I had. When I yeah. Switched. So when does the book come out? I'm aiming for maybe like fall of next year. I'm still okay. learning about the self publishing industry. So it's not as much when can I finish writing it, but when can I get all the support in line that I need for it. Mm hmm. But it's about halfway written already.
0: Awesome. Well, let me know definitely when it comes out. Let everyone know. Sweet. For sure. Cool. So, if people want to get in touch with you or uh, follow you on Twitter or just find out more about what you're doing, where can they find you online?
1: Well, I'm so glad you asked. My <laughs> website is www.journeytowildness.com. So, 2 T O and you can message me through there and you can follow me on all the sites through there but my also my twitter handle is journey to wild again tio
0: i'll also put the links to your site and your twitter in the show notes so people can just go back to back there and click directly over to you so thank you so much melanie this has been really interesting talking to you i really enjoyed it
1: my pleasure i really appreciate the opportunity such good questions made me yeah. really think about how i've done okay. it
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool thanks so much and best of luck all right bye bye Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Melanie Cobb. To get all of the links and websites and resources that we discussed, you want to go back to the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronlinecom 10, just the number 10. So if you go back there, you'll see all of the links that we discussed in this episode, and you can also leave me a comment or a question below that, the show notes, right in the comments there, and let me know what you learned or your favorite takeaway was from this episode. I'd love to hear from you and hear what you learned. So thank you so much for listening. You know, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know what podcasts are. I hear this a lot, that they've kind of heard the concept podcast, but it sounds complicated. So if you're loving these podcasts, which I hope that you are, if you're here listening, I would really appreciate Appreciate if you would tell a couple of your friends about these podcasts and how easy they are to listen to, either online or subscribing in iTunes. Because I'd really love to reach as many health and wellness entrepreneurs as possible. So let's spread the podcast love and share my podcast and other podcasts because they're just a great resource. I think to keep learning while we're on the go in our busy lives. So thanks so much for listening, and don't forget if you have a question, feel free to tweet me at, at @VintageAmanda. I'd be happy to chat with you on Twitter, and I will see you back here next next week for the next episode